What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, ladies, and welcome to our final call together of our five-week study to learn how to be more brilliant, blessings and brilliance, five weeks to life and career mastery for the professional Christian woman. I have loved this time that we've had together, and I hope you have too. I hope that you have grown, that you are making some changes in your life, even small ones, and that more than anything, that you're feeling God's love um, for you and how much he cares for you and how much he wants you to be happy and feel abundant um, and to shine brightly as he created you. He has given us so much. We are so blessed, and it is our responsibility and our privilege to serve the world, um, you know, as he has given us these things. So this has been a rich time for us to dig deep, to uncover the things that are really special about you, and to allow them to really come up and, and you know, just really shine. Um, and, you know, and hopefully you're learning how to battle that rebel that lives within you because we all have that inner critic, that little person that is always telling us no. So let me get us started. Uh, we have a lot to cover today. I want to first pray for us as always. Dear Heavenly Father, you are amazing and we are so grateful to you for all that you have given us, for all that you are and just, oh my goodness, we are just in awe of your creation. Um, this time of year, it is just um, the beauty all around us just reminds us of your love and your abundance. Lord, we just pause today to once again focus on you and what you have in store for us. Lord, teach us to be still and quiet so we can listen to what you have for us and not always be distracted. In your precious name, amen. We have, again, covered uh, an awful lot of material over these weeks, and I am just very, very blessed and honored that you chose to walk this journey with me and trusted me to give you the tools and strategies that you need to become more brilliant, to learn how to successfully blend your faith with your work and your family, your personal life, and your community. It is always a struggle, isn't it? We, we balance so many things in our lives, and uh, just taking time to sit and focus um, just really does. Just that in itself brings us so much blessing. Um, just to, again, review, you have unearthed your innermost gifts, the things that God just really put into your DNA. You cannot help but you know, live out these gifts and your core values your deepest desires that he gave you, and your purpose. Um, your purpose was planned for you uh, when time began, and that's 
kind of hard to wrap our heads around, isn't it? But it, he planned this for you before you even were born. And it is um, such a, you know, it just opens up the world when we are living on purpose. It changes everything, doesn't it? So to to acknowledge your gifts and your values, to claim your purpose, and then to conquer the rebel within we talked at length over, you know, about three weeks here on fear and perfectionism and procrastination and sabotage holds us back so often. We are our own worst enemies. We um, treat other people so much better than we treat ourselves. And it is time for us to encourage and nourish ourselves just like we would our best friend drawing boundaries where needed, uh, learning how to say no. No is an important word, and we need to be bold about saying that and confident. And, uh, you know, those exercises I gave you are so valuable as far as really taking a look at your relationships especially and, you know, other areas of your life where those boundaries are blurred. Where do you need to draw firm boundaries today? We know these things. We know in our heads that these things are true and that they are necessary. But busyness takes over, doesn't it? If we get distracted, we get busy with life, today's pace is just frantic. And just keeping up every day is exhausting. In today's fast-paced world, it is more important than ever to be firmly grounded in who you are in Christ to know where he wants you to go and to understand how he wants you to serve others at the highest level. By staying true to what you've learned over the past few weeks, you will have clarity, confidence, and contentment. So much of that stress will just melt away. Today we're going to take a look at self-care, which we, again, don't do very well, do we? Do you feel frazzled most of the time? I think that is a word that, you know, when I picture frazzled in my mind, I think of a woman whose hair is going all over the place and her eyes are big and she's all stressed and, you know, there's people all around, things are spinning. Um, yeah, I feel frazzled. I'm not so much as I used to, though, because I'm learning. I do hear from so many women that they are, tr you know, trying to juggle so much and trying to be perfect, of course, in all things, and we are overextending ourselves. We're not, uh, you know, managing our time very well, and eventually we just lose it. We end up tired, we're grumpy, and a lot of times we get sick. I talked with someone yesterday who had been down with pneumonia for two weeks, and uh, she said, I know it was God telling me to stop, and Sometimes it has to be extreme measures, doesn't it? Um, that gets our attention. We end up grumpy, <laughs> and, uh, you know, no one likes to be around us when we're grumpy and tired. And that has a, a definite impact on our work as well and our service to others and our families. We are exhausted, and we're trying to forge our own path instead of trusting God to lead the way. So it's time to let go and take care of you. Scripture tells us that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the temple was a magnificent yet very sacred place where people worshipped God, the God who dwelt there. His spirit lived within that temple. 
the temple was an earthly model of the real temple that we will get to experience in heaven. And the earthly temple cost a fortune to build. It was adorned with gold and beautiful fabrics and expensive wood. And it had a sweet incense. There was a beautiful, it was just a magnificent place. And it was so cherished and cared for. There was a, you know, a specific tribe who were entrusted with the care of the temple. And they, oh, they just honored that place. It was the most holy place in the land. And it was greatly respected and protected. It was a very, very special place. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16 and 17 tell us this. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, you, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. You are God's temple. We can look at this in a couple of ways. You know, first, we need to look at this in terms of ourselves. God created each one of us with such tender, loving care. He selected the gifts that we were going to have, the personality traits, and the journey exactly for us. No one else in this entire world is like us. And He set us on a journey to serve Him and His kingdom. We are as the temple. And we need to cherish and care for our own bodies as the priests cared for the actual temples. Just as God gave specific instructions in, you know, the Old Testament, you know, thousands of years ago to, to build the temple, it was down to the minute detail of how things were to be constructed. He did the same thing with each one of us, down to the tiniest little cells in our bodies. We are so beautiful to God just as we are. He created us in his image, and we are precious to him. And we were, you know, our temple was paid for with the most extravagant price ever, with his life. It was very costly. Our temple is very costly. So we should love and nourish our physical bodies to honor that price, to honor what he has built. And to show how much we love and respect and cherish him. Just as the temple, as it was built, had an innermost place called the Holy of Holies, we have within us our heart and soul. When we accept Christ as our personal Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into that innermost place to dwell within us, just like it lived in that temple. So if the Holy Spirit is living within us, then we are housing the Holy Spirit. We are so honored to, to have that privilege to have the Holy Spirit living within us. So we need to love and adore this outer temple and our innermost thoughts and emotions. Even if our body is healthy on the outside, the temple can be defiled by our the way we think and our mind games that we play with each other and that inner critic that we allow to take over. We have our self-sabotage, our fear and our perfectionism and procrastination. All of these things keep the temple dusty and messy instead of clean and honorable. Being frazzled causes our temple to crumble as it is neglected and undernourished. 
Your body is a sacred place, just like the temple. And um, Psalm thir- uh, in the Psalms, Psalm 139.14, David says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So as we look about us and we marvel God's work, you know, from I saw a hummingbird yesterday and I thought, what? That is just like a miracle, that little bird flying like it does with those wings and, and the flowers and the sky. I mean, there's miracles all around us. And we are God's greatest, uh, you know, miracle. And, you know, think back to, I hope you listened at least once to the recording of, you know, your, the miracle. You know, you are God's greatest miracle, as Ogmandino said, and as I read in that uh, time for reflection. Just let that soak in. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So we should protect ourselves. We've talked uh, you know, about a, a lot of ways that we can do that, and today I want to give you a few more tips to help you honor your magnificent, sacred temple. Worksheet number one that you have is a place for you to take notes as I go through. Um, this is a, a, a this is my my core talk. I've I've given this speech to so many people. I've done it in workshops, and I've done it for men and women and large groups and small groups. This is a very important subject, and um, you know we we get out of whack, and especially today, and people are hungry to stop and slow down, and they just don't know how. So from uh, from frazzled to focused has been uh, you know part of my teaching for several years now, and I am thrilled to be able to bring it to you today in a little bit different format because uh, not a format, but I've I've used some of my original focus steps in our previous discussions, and so I'm adding in a few extra little tidbits today uh, to give you additional um, tips. The first uh, the first letter in focus, of course, is F. And that is for fill your own cup first and then give away what flows over to the saucer. This is a hard thing for us, isn't it? Because we are naturally givers and we want to make sure everything is well cared for. We become physically, emotionally, and spiritually spiritually depleted as we always put others' needs in front of ours and when there finally is a little time for us to do something for ourselves, we just collapse. Um, you know, especially at night, we just fall into beds. We're so tired. A healthy body will give you the energy you need to accomplish your goals. A healthy mind will keep you sharp and focused. And a healthy spiritual life will provide wisdom and direction. Proper nourishment in each one of these areas will provide abundant energy to share in your personal and professional life. You cannot give away what you don't have. So make sure you are filled to overflowing. If you have a cup, if your cup is dry and cracked and empty, there's nothing left. And you feel like you constantly have to be giving to others, but there's nothing left. You are drained. So think of it in terms of having this abundant 
abundance. Uh, you know, the the mind, body, spirit, everything is flowing abundantly, and what flows over is you know what you can share with other people because. What, you know, you have your cup full and you've got all this excess then to give to other people. Very important. And think about that in terms of what we just discussed about your body being a temple and how important it is to keep that temple uh, nourished and, uh, you know, well cared for so that it can serve as a beautiful monument to what God has created in you. The um, the second worksheet is one that I love to use. It's called Fill Your Own Cup First. And I will give you a couple of minutes here to actually work on this. If I told you that you have one week to do anything you want to do, no responsibilities, you have no housework, you're taking off of work, you have no you know community involvement, everybody is happy, they're all, you know, going, think, lives are going well and everybody, you know, for everybody else. It's you. What would you do that, you know, if it was, it's required to nourish your mind, body, and spirit or, you know, just to, to really refresh you, to bring energy back to you? What would you do? I'm going to give you a couple minutes. And in that cup right there, write down the things that you love to do that you say, well, if I only had time, I would do this. Um, or, you know, you look forward to it, such as maybe it's spending time with friends, just having fun, sleep, um, painting. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times we have this creative energy in us that we don't allow to come out. Um, you know, hiking, swimming, getting out on the water somewhere, going to the beach for a walk. What would you do if you had time to yourself? And uh, and so give you a couple of minutes here. Write that in within that cup right there. together. I hope that that was easy for you, that you were able to make a long list of the things that you would like to do. 
Now make a wow commitment. A wow is a within one week. What will you do within the next week off of that list to rest, rejuvenate, renew, and replenish yourself? Even if you have to schedule it on your calendar, please, every week, have a, have a wow commitment and do something nice for yourself to pamper yourself, to just, just stop. Sometimes we, you know, if we just stop for a while, do some, you know, maybe read, uh, do some Bible study, do a book study, um, find a way to, you know, take care of you. And uh, every week have a wow commitment. So that is fill your own cup first. The second uh, letter in our focus is O, and I've called that today, Overcome Your Overwhelm. That is easier said than done, right? We've talked a lot over the past few weeks about overwhelm in our life. We've got um, the energy vampires we talked about last week, the relationships, the activities that we have, the circumstances in our lives, things that we need to learn how to say no to more often to just draw those boundaries. We've talked about perfectionism and procrastination and what that can do um, you know, to our, our mental state, our emotional state, and how it can make us get way behind in the things that we're doing and cause us to be overwhelmed. You know, there's uh, the fear. You know, we began early on with fear and how that can totally hold us back from doing the things. And, it, and it, you know, imagining things, imagining our fears causes overwhelm, doesn't it? Instead of just taking that step and trusting God that he's got it. Another thing that, uh, you know, we haven't spent a lot of time on is time management. Uh, you know, it, it's even harder today, isn't it, because we have so many demands on us. Plan each day. Um, you know, I, I love to, I have a, um, a weekly success chart that I use with my clients, and it's a way to break down every week according to your goals and your priorities and what absolutely must be done that week. What are your highest priority things? Plan each day, you know, either before you go to bed at night or when you get up in the morning after your quiet time, say, okay, these are the things I need to do today or I want to do today that will support my purpose, and I know I have these commitments, and so what are my priorities? What are the things that I absolutely must get done today? And do the most important things early while you're still fresh and creative and not so distracted. Oftentimes, uh, setting a timer helps. When you think, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how I can even tackle this, try setting a timer for 15 minutes or 30 minutes and see how much you can get done. And while you're doing that, totally unplug from everything else, your phone, your computer, everything, and just stay so focused on your one task at hand until the timer goes off. And then, uh, you know, you may be so motivated you want to do some more. Don't overcommit. Uh, again, that goes back to saying no. That is very important, uh, you know, to not allow too many things into your life that will derail you. Email management is huge. Um, you know, we, again, we have trained other people to expect us to be rapid responders. So important not to get distracted by email first thing in the day. Knowing that you have priorities that you need to take care of first before you allow other people's agendas to impact you, um, you can shut all that off. And, you know, I encourage you to not think that you need to respond to emails early in the morning. Don't even look at it until mid-morning if you can. 
because it is, um, you know, really important to, um, you know, stay focused on you. So email management is huge. Focus on the things, again, that support your purpose. And try this. Try journaling one day and see where you spend your time and where you waste your time. Um, it, it's a little tedious, but if when you recognize how uh, much time you spend just on distractions, then it, it can change things for sure. Now, I'm going to talk a little again um, later about unplugging and how important that is. Another thing that we don't do very well in, in overcoming our overwhelm is asking for help. We think we have to do it all ourselves, and asking for help is a bad thing, that it shows it's really a sign of strength because it shows that we are trying to maintain a balanced life and not get stressed, and we want to have other people support us in that through sharing the load. You could delegate. Um, you know, we try to be manager of the universe, and that, again, just leads us to exhaustion, and we're frustrated and resented because of it. Remember the things that I had you identify in a previous exercise of the things that you don't want to do and the things that you do want to do. And on the things you don't want to do, ask someone to help you with those or give it to them totally. At home, ask other people to share their responsibilities. When you need some extra love and support, call a friend. Call me. <laughs> uh, you know, when you need something, um, you know, when you need a boost, a cheerleader, I hope you're surrounding yourselves with a, a support team who will be your cheerleaders and who you know that, you know, will always be there for you as, a, as encouragers. Ask your family for some me time. Just say, look, I'm exhausted. I need to get away, even if, if it's for half a day an entire day, a weekend, whatever you think is right for you to enable you to renew and refresh yourself, ask for that time away. Asking for help is a sign that you are committed to becoming stronger, more confident, and more authentic. So overcome your overwhelm by asking for help. Asking for help, time management, um, setting boundaries, saying no, it's all of these things are so important. We've had a lot of uh, strategies over the past few weeks on that. The C in our focus is clearing the clutter. A cluttered home and office can cause stress and anxiety and can totally drain you of energy just like other things. And it, it wastes your time because if you're looking for things you can't find, then you have to stop and dig and it's, it's just a mess. Same thing goes for your pantry and your closet. Um, anything that's cluttered and messy, when you just when you look at it, you get stressed out and you have anxiety. You lose valuable time sorting through it, and you know sometimes we just think, well, it's such a mess. I don't even want to look at it. I don't even want to tackle it. So we don't, and then it just gets worse. Your desk should be a place to work efficiently, and your home should be a haven of peace not a cavern of chaos. And I know that sometimes people have children around. My daughter has a two-and-a-half-year-old and a newborn. And, um, you know, it's hard for her to keep uh, peace in her home right now and to keep the clutter up. So there are, there are things that, you know, depending on our life stages, I totally understand. Um, but, but 
spend a little time, even five minutes in the evening, picking things up before you go to bed will make you feel better the next day when you get up. Strive for simplicity. You know, try to try to have simple things rather than, um, you know, fussy, complicated things. Get rid of things. Give things away. I love to give things away. Um, you know, it's clean, cleaning out your closet is a pleasure when you have a favorite charity that you can give the clothing to, and then you know how much they need that so much more than you because it's just taking up space. Um, you know, there's there's so many people who are. Um, needy and we have so much abundance so clearing out the clutter is is a, a way to honor God you know by helping other people as well if you can't do it yourself hire an organizer you'll be amazed at how much can get done in just a couple of hours with an organizer and he or she can help you set up systems in your house for organizing and filing I know an organizer who bases her system for you on your personality type and, you know, each one of us has different ways, preferred ways of organizing things. And so she studies your personality before she even gets that set up. So declutter and ask for help there as you, as you need to. Um, so let's start with decluttering, decluttering your household and your office um, and, you know, just, just the, the space around you every day. Again, get organized and throw things away. The piles of stuff that you have add stress and chaos to your life. I know I get really busy and my desk can get out of hand. And so last night I just spent some time organizing, putting things in the recycle pile, uh, making a couple of new binders on my desk uh, to keep them organized. And they're nice and colorful. And uh, so that makes me feel good because I can come in here and I know exactly where things are. Take small steps. Uh, take a little bite out of the, the overwhelming uh, project that you have. Set a timer again and, and, you know, just do a little bit at a time. It's, you know, a little bit at a time every day really does help. If you can't afford a professional organizer, there are a few websites that are amazing. And my favorite is The Clutter Diet. And that is Lori Moreno. She is amazing. She has built an empire on decluttering. And she has these wonderful tips. She's got videos on YouTube. She has uh, books and resources. So please visit The Clutter Diet and uh, just learn so much from her. And she is so generous with her information. And she'll give you wonderful tips to streamline and, you know, declutter your life. Another thing we need to declutter is our mind. Block out time to spend in quiet self-discovery every day. Again, schedule it on your calendar if you have to. Get away to a peaceful spot and allow yourself to breathe deeply and relax. We don't do that very well, do we? I have women who say, I can't sit still. And I, I, I've been there. I know how that is. Um, I have a morning quiet time, and I used to have to set a timer for myself to sit still. And now I can sit there for an hour easily. It, you know, developing that habit, it becomes so special to you. During your quiet time, meditate and pray and let uh, your mind be filled with what God wants to tell you. 
Um, let it be filled with creative thoughts. Um, that is when my biggest aha moments come, when God reveals new things to me and he pours into me the programs he wants me to share and the direction that I'm headed. Um, I've, you know, I've had complete um, you know, changes, of course, over the past few years from things that I've heard from him, and it's been a wonderful journey. A lot of people, you know, say, well, isn't meditation bad? No. Praying is talking to God, and meditating is listening. Think of it that way. Meditating is listening to God, and that is so important to not do all the talking. If you will do this regularly, then you'll have greater focus, and your mind will be clear. It won't be all fuzzy, uh, you know, while you're doing that. And you'll have direction, again, that you'll hear. You'll feel fresh and rejuvenated and, you know, the clutter in your mind. I catch myself sometimes, um, you know, when I'm in my quiet time wanting to think about something that I've got ahead of me, you know, during the day. And I can easily bring myself back and say, nope, that will wait. You know, I will I will get to that later when it's more important. So declutter your, your surroundings, declutter your mind, declutter your body. You know, we're talking here about how your body is a beautiful temple of God, and it's important to keep it healthy through exercise and eating right. Um, you know, having a cleanse. Um, I work with a, a holistic uh, health care practitioner myself, and she recommends a spring and fall cleanse. And so I do that. And it just, you know, helps clean out the gunk from my from my system. Um, you know, cutting out the refined sugars and the processed foods that, um, you know, are not healthy for us is important. Um, you know, introducing our, our supplements to our lives to have, you know, even just a multivitamin, if nothing else. Having a probiotic if you need that, a healthy digestive system. There's so many things that we can do to keep this temple um, healthy and running well because we have to have this energy to keep to um, you know to serve God and to serve others. We need to have the mental clarity, and if we are um, you know if we are in poor health, we don't even have the mental clarity. And we have mood swings, don't we? You know, certainly at this stage in our lives, we go through a lot of hormonal changes. So um, deal with those. Don't just think that it's um, just a part of your life. I uh, went through some, boy, I knew that there was something wrong with me. And so I did some testing and found out that I was extremely estrogen dominant, also D3 deficient. So within two weeks of starting a big dose of D3 and cleaning out the estrogen from my body, I was like a new person. So don't think that it's just your stage of life and you have to endure when you feel rotten. Ask for help and ask from someone that you trust, who you know has your best interest at heart and who knows women. It's very important. You know, I went to, to someone who knows women um, intimately, <laughs> and uh, it really makes a difference. So clear the clutter in your life is the C. The U in focus is unplug. Turn off the noise in your life, the electronics, the phone. Take a break from your email and Facebook. Don't immediately turn on um, noise in your car when you get in. This allows you, again, to listen, to be aware, to be still. 
to focus on what you're feeling inside for your desires and your dreams and you get that you know you get you know they call it our intuition but it's really you know it's what God is telling us and he's giving us these little messages all along and if we are so busy with noise in our lives we can't hear it so it's important to to unplug We've become so addicted to our technology that there is an official term for it now. Did you know that? Nomophobia is the fear of being without your phone. No mobile phone phobia is uh, the the extended version of that. And it's truly a condition, and it's being studied now, researched. Um, How sad that we've become so addicted to that. It's just like being addicted to drugs. The distractions of our phones and tablets and social media are causing us to have brain overstimulation. It's affecting our relationships. And, you know, there's just too much to even sort through out there, isn't it? Um, It affects the way you relate to people and, you know, it, it impacts your work. It's really important to unplug. The Chinette people, the yeah, the paper plate people, uh, noticed that um, they, you know, that there were fewer people having big picnics like they used to. And of course, they would know. Um, you know, we used to get together on the weekends and special holidays for big picnics and family time and a lot of interaction. And they say that people have lost the art of getting together in person, and the benefits that uh, come from that. So they did a national study with a thousand people who did surveys online. A thousand people. There were 50/50 men and women, uh, 50%, age 18 to 64. And everyone who did the study had communicated using some sort of technology platform at least two times in the previous week. They gathered this huge amount of data and found that nearly 30% had not socialized in person in the last month. Isn't that amazing? And a largest share of our total connections is virtual now. So we're missing that personal relationship, the personal touch, the personal face-to-face, looking in someone's eyes. They also found that we spend an average of 23 hours per week with technology platforms. That's an entire day out of our week. If you, you know, don't even consider the the sleep time, if you do that, life's like a day and a half, right? Um, Another study showed that 66% of the population suffers from nomophobia. That 66% of people sleep with their smartphones? Do you sleep with your phone? that 20% would rather go shoeless for a week than to go without their phones. Hmm. 11% of Americans with smartphones would rather leave home without their pants than their phones. I think that must be the guys. 55% of women would rather leave home without makeup. 29% would rather leave home without cash. So this is amazing, you know, that we are so tied to these things and they control our lives. Android did a study uh, with their, some of their users and found that the average user checks email and texts on their phone 110 times a day. 
trying to keep track of all that, just think, you know, 110 times a day and say you spend even 30 seconds at it, you know, that's an hour a day that you're spending just checking constantly, whereas you could do that maybe a couple of times and, you know, still be able to get back to someone at a reasonable time. So the U is unplug. So important to unplug and just oh, let your mind rest. Have some quiet um, solitude and see if that doesn't just, you know, really clear your mind. And it's a great way to connect with God again. The final letter uh, in our focus is S, and it's to stay grateful. I call this having a yippee moment every day. Celebrate something every single day. Look for the positive things that happen and be more focused on your joys and less conscious of your pain. Share your success with other people so they can celebrate with you. Be proud of yourself. It's good to share your successes with other people and what God is doing in your life because that is a testimony to him. Give yourself a special treat when you ac- accomplish a goal if that you know, makes you feel good. Uh, keep a joy journal or a gratitude jar, a joy jar, uh, and write down things every day, even the smallest little things that happen. Write those things down either in your journal or put them on a piece of paper and drop them in your jar. And when you're having a down day, look at those things. Pull those things out of that jar and read them and remind yourself how blessed you are. You are so blessed. Um, Find at least one thing every day to say yippee about and let those things feed your spirit. Release the worry as you embrace the delights of your life. Stay grateful. You know, we've always heard, you know, have practice an attitude of gratitude, but it really does work. The more you focus on the good, um, you know, your, your mind and your thoughts and your actions start to pursue the good. If you allow your negative voices to take over, then you're going to be held back and your brilliance is going to be diminished. So let's take a look at the final worksheet, the action plan for achieving whole life balance. Um, this is something that, again, I, I love to use with my clients because it, it shows that um, you there is no work-life balance, and really it's whole life, um, and there's so many things that we have to consider. It's not just work and then not work. That We have home and family, we have community, and we have ourselves, and each one of those four things um, really deserves care and focus. So we've talked today about our focus steps, and, you know, I'd like for you to think about ways that a little adjustment in one area can impact the other areas. So let's just take, for example, unplugging, which is really hard to do, but let's take unplugging and just think, okay, how does that affect work? How can unplugging affect my work? Well, if I will focus on my own things every day and unplug from the email, not get distracted early in the day and email, then I'm more productive on uh, my priorities, things that I need to do. Unplugging uh, at home and with my family allows me to focus on them, to be present, 
and to not be distracted by checking my email, by social media, Facebook, all the things that can get in the way, um, not to sit around the dinner table with a phone or an iPad, to make everyone put them up and have meaningful conversations is so important. Unplugging, how does that affect community? Again, it uh, allows you to serve other people. When you're in meetings, if you're um, you know, constantly checking your email in a meeting, you're not going to be uh, of service to others. If you're in a ministry or on a committee, um, any way that you're serving within the community, how does you know, being distracted impact that? And you can't give it your best if you're distracted. And yourself, you know, we've talked at length today about unplugging and being quiet. You know the value of being quiet and still. Be still and know that I am God, he says. Be still. We are commanded to do that. And so to be still, quiet, listen, to calm things down, to have contentment, to breathe deeply. Um, there's so much to be said about to unplug Breathe deeply and just be instead of thinking we have to do all the time. So think about your own life. How can filling your own cup first impact all the areas of your life? How can overcoming the overwhelm with so many of the tools that I've given you over these weeks impact your life? Clearing the clutter, unplugging and, and gratitude. So this is something that, uh, you know, we won't spend time on today because it, you know, deserves a little bit of time and thought. But do keep this in mind and sit down uh, soon, uh, maybe right, you know, after we finish our call or sit down really soon and say, okay, how, what am I going to do? What is my wow? What is my wow commitment for the next week and how is that going to impact those four areas of my life? And then choose one way that you're going to overcome the overwhelm. And how can that impact your life? Is there something that you need to clear in your life? Is it, is it physical clutter in, around your environment? Is it some um, physical clutter with your body? So you need to, to maybe see a, a healthcare practitioner um, or do your own cleanse. What is it about your body that you need to, to clean up or your closet or your pantry, you know, there, there's so much clutter in our lives. Unplugging, um, you know, do you need to unplug from social media? Is that a burden? Is that a distraction from you? And every day, just like you did early on, you know, write down things that you're grateful for about yourself and about just the things that happen every day. It's so important to remain grace, grateful and thankful to God for his blessings Go on a gratitude walk. Uh, just notice the little things around you. Um, it's just, you know, keep your eyes open. Be aware and write little things down as they happen so you don't forget. And, and always go back to that journal or your jar, wherever you keep your gratitude notes, and reflect on those things when you feel down. Can you believe it? This concludes our five-week study together. Um, we are <laughs> wrapping up. We've had a lot to cover over these weeks. And I am so, again, I am grateful for each of you. I've been praying for you along the way. I have been uh, really pouring into this what God has given me. This, is, this has been his direction. 
and I am um, honored that he chose me to share this with you. I am going to, uh, you know, sign off right now and just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if I can do anything for you, let me know. Uh, you know, some of you have indicated that you want to continue this journey with me, and I'm, I'm just delighted to do that. That is my heart and my passion is to walk alongside women one by one to help them grow and change. And so if that is you, please send me a note and let me know. Uh, we can, you know, schedule this out and really dive a little bit deeper. And with my hand-holding, you'll feel, uh, you know, confident and secure there. We'll have a safe place to learn and grow as, uh, as you learn to make these changes. It's a it's a big process, isn't it? We've had a lot to, to go over these past weeks. And if you need additional ongoing support, um, cheerleading, uh, and accountability, accountability, um, I'm going to encourage you not to just stop right now. Uh, have an accountability partner, whether it's me or a best friend. Um, Tell someone what you're doing. Tell someone the goals that you want to, to have for yourself and how you want to make these changes and ask them to help. Remember, ask for help. We cannot do life alone, and we must ask for help along the way. So I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to working with you if you are feeling that pull right now, if you think God is leading you in that direction. I am a, a just just filled with abundance right now. I'm filled with joy that uh, we've had this time together, and I'm truly looking forward to hearing from you and to hearing the progress that you make and, uh, you know, where you're headed. Uh, let me know, uh, you know, let me know what your purpose is and how you intend now to live that out. Let me just close this in prayer today as we part ways. Oh, Lord, this has been good. Um, I'm just so blessed time with these women. This has been a great journey that you have led us on. I thank you for pouring into me the things that you wanted them to hear. And I pray that now that uh, we are parting ways, some of us are parting ways, that you will continue to work in each person's life exactly as she needs it. I know you will. I pray for each one of these women that they would continue the journey, that they would take what they've learned and use it um, to to give you the glory to honor themselves and honor you by shining brightly because that is why you created us so that each one of us would shine so brightly for you that it's unmistakably you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.